is kind of that feeling like you feel like you're going nuts. Like, what's wrong with me? I know something's wrong deep down. And you question yourself like, well, maybe it is, you know, in my head. Then it was kind of like I got validated that, yeah, you have MS. And then when she told me I didn't have MS, it was kind of that, well, she's an expert. What's going on? Like, I felt kind of crazy again. (laughs) Like, Like, is it in my head? It was just very confusing. Everyone has a story to tell, and we invite you to join us for the Multiple Sclerosis Diagnosis Journey podcast and listen to these unique stories. Greetings and welcome to the MS Diagnosis Journey podcast. I'm your host, Laura Koloskowski, and today I have with me Susan Silver. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Laura. Glad to be here. We appreciate everyone willing to share their stories. Can you tell us a little bit about what might have been physically wrong with you that sent you looking for medical advice? Well, for a while, I was feeling just really fatigued, just really tired, where it was hard to get out of bed and just trying to make it through the day at work and stuff. And then I would have bouts of vertigo here and there, and I just didn't feel right. It was hard to explain, but I just didn't feel like I just didn't feel good that I couldn't explain. Yeah. For people who've never had vertigo, can you explain a little bit about what that might be like? Oh, it's horrible. Um, (laughs) It's basically like the room is just spinning. Like you're on like a constant, like what are those little like uh, merry-go-rounds on the playground where you just spin uh-huh. And uh-huh. you just can't focus on anything. You can't stand. You can't lay. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no I feel for anybody who has that. I've only had it once, and that was enough to teach me I don't want it ever again. So, yes. <laughs> you had the fatigue and you had the vertigo. Yeah. And you went to the doctors. And what did they have to say? Well, I went to different doctors and I got, because I worked in a really, high stress job, irregular hours, my sleeping wasn't great. And so they're just like, oh, you're stressed out, you need to relax, get some sleep, you know, and this went on for like over a year. Like I was just trying to power through everything. And during this time, I quit smoking. And so I went to see another doctor and it was the same, you know, he even said, well, it's probably because you quit smoking, you're detoxing, you know, and I'm like, well, it's been happening before then even. And it was just like, oh, well, you just need to work on your stress, get some sleep. That's all they would tell me. And then finally, what put me in the hospital is I, I didn't completely lose my vision, but I could, everything turned black and white, and all I could see was silhouettes. That had to have been very frightening to have that happen. Yeah, and so my mom took me to the ER, I remember, and then they admitted me into the hospital. And it was crazy because I live in Colorado, and um, that night when I was in the hospital, a blizzard came in. (laughs) And so they couldn't do an MRI that next day because of staffing issues. They were trying to, you know, send people home and have people come in and everything was shut down. 
So I was in the hospital for like two days until they were able to do the MRI. And I had a, it was a neurologist intern that came in and told me I had lesions on my brain that were consistent with MS, but they wanted to do other tests before they could definitely say it was. Mm -hmm. So she sent me home and um, had me follow up with the neurologist. When I followed up with him, it was, you know, he did say that the labs suggested I had MS because they ruled everything else out. But he was just a very cold neurologist. Like it was just like, yeah, you have MS. And he gave me at the time, there was only four medications to take for MS. The crab medications, they used to call them. Yep. I was going to say the crabs for people listening. That's Copaxone, Rebif, Avonex, and Beta Serum. Yes. And so he gave me like these little booklets that had CDs in them. And he goes, go home, look them over, choose one and let me know what you want. And I'm like, well, can we talk side effects? Like, you know, because I didn't know anything. And he was like, well, just come back and let me know. And he was just very, like, non-compassionate. It was horrible. So I seen him here and there. I chose a medication, a DMT, and a nurse came out to train me how to do the injections. She's the first one who gave me any type of education on MS and got me in touch with, like, the Rocky Mountain MS Center. Mm -hmm. So I got, like, I went to an education class at the Rocky Mountain MS Center just to learn more about it because that neurologist didn't, you know, provide anything. I switched to another neurologist and she was supposed to be an MS specialist. And she, I don't know, because at the time, because I, I lost my, I had to resign for my job. So I lost my insurance. And back then, before the Affordable Care Act, if you had pre-existing, you couldn't get insurance. You would get denied for insurance. So I was self-pay. And I don't know if it was this doctor because I was self-pay, but she just acted like she didn't want to deal with me. And she basically said, it's in my head. It's just anxiety. You don't have MS. Wow. So you were diagnosed yeah. and she wanted to undiagnose you. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my God, you know, what's going on? Cause, you know, because she's supposed to be an MS specialist. And so I'm thinking, okay, did I get misdiagnosed? Where do I go from here? But she didn't say, let's retest anything or maybe go check up. Like she didn't say anything. It was just like, have a nice day, you know. And what bothers me with this, Susan, is people who are told, well, it's just in your head. If it is yeah. psychosomatic, there's still treatment. If it's in your head, there are ways yeah. to address that as well. It's not a pat you on the back and say, there's the door. Yeah, so I went, ended up going to my um, family physician, my PCP, and he was mad because that was a thing is she didn't take me off the beta, uh, the beta like the medication, the beta serum yeah. I was taking. Uh-huh. She didn't say stop taking it. So he was kind of like, well, what's going on? And so he ordered, because um, I was still having issues with my eyes, he ordered um, evoke potential test for my eyes. Right. 
And that neuro-ophthalmologist said that it showed consistency with MS. And my family physician's like, well, we need to find you a new neurologist to help with this. But my family physician at that time, he was the first one to even treat me with steroids. Because even up to this point, I I hadn't had no treatment at all. Wow. So my primary was the first one who actually gave me steroids um, because he was convinced I had MS. So I ended up meeting someone, I think is the education thing at the Rocky Mountain MS Center. And I got a name of a, a neurologist they saw. And I went to him and he reordered all the tests and did everything. And he confirmed the diagnosis with MS. And, you know, he educated me. He answered a lot of questions. And almost 15 years later, I'm still with this neurologist. I just love him. (laughs) Yeah. When you find the right fit, people need to stick with those doctors. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just wild, Susan, because you're the first person I've talked with who was diagnosed, then undiagnosed, and then diagnosed again. Yeah. And I felt because before the hospital, I because all these doctors were telling me it was stress and, you know, my sleeping schedule and everything. It was is kind of that feeling like you feel like you're going nuts. Like, what's wrong with me? I know something's wrong, you know, deep down. And, you know, you question yourself like, well, maybe it is, you know, in my head. And then then it was kind of like I got validated that, yeah, you have MS. And then the, when she told me I didn't have MS, it was kind of that, well, she's an expert. I must, something. I, what's going on? Like, I felt kind of crazy again. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like, is it in my head? Yeah. So it was just a very confusing, I would say, five months it took me to get to the neurologist I have now. And it was just very confusing. And I there wasn't a lot of education. I didn't even, until that one nurse told me about the M- Rocky Mountain MS Center, I had no clue, like, they even existed. Yeah, I was going to ask, were you familiar with multiple sclerosis before that word came up in your doctor visits? A little bit. Yeah. Um, in elementary school, I had a teacher that had it. I remember she used like a walker and then a wheelchair, and then she ended up having to retire because of it. So that's the only thing I associated with MS is like the wheelchair, you know, but, you know, at, you know, being elementary school age, you know, we didn't ask a lot of questions and we just knew she had MS. That's what we knew. Yep. (laughs) And nothing about the disease itself, just that she had MS. Yeah. Oh, I understand. I understand that. Children take in things as they need to. Well, for people who might be on their own MS diagnosis journey right now with this, do you have any suggestions for them as to what to do or what they shouldn't do? Well, my big thing is just get educated through reliable sources. I mean, you know, we have to make sure because there's a lot of crazy things on the internet. (laughs) So just make sure your sources are reliable, like starting off with the MS centers that are in your area. And just ask a lot of questions from the doctors. And like for me, finding that right neurologist has been 
a big part of this MS journey. Because like I said, we've been on this journey together for almost 15 years. It's kind of like one of those, like, until there's a cure, you're going to have to deal with this disease the rest of your life. So you need to find a healthcare team that you trust and that partners with you and that you feel comfortable with. And um, I think that for me is the biggest thing and surrounding yourself with positive, supportive people as well. So there you have it. Susan Silver says, be sure to support yourself well with a strong medical team and other people around you to help you get through this process and get an education about MS. Don't don't take just everybody's word of what they're saying to you about MS, but find reliable sources. So Susan, I'd really like to thank you today for joining us. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Just a quick thing that you're not alone and Sometimes it could be isolating, but again, just try to find that support system and just reach out to others with MS because there are people going through similar things. I mean, our journeys are a little different, but we are pretty much going through the same thing together. That's excellent advice. And again, you've been listening to the MS Diagnosis Journey podcast. Be sure to subscribe where you get your podcast and watch for upcoming episodes. Thank you again, Susan, and have a great day. Thank you.